D. P. 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 The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. I deleted all of my prep before the show today. Oh, that's good. It's great. I love it. But good well, thing then I... you might not know that today's show is sponsored by a particular ball shaving company. Manscapes! 20% <laughs> off when you use the promo code DANGLE. Or in Italian, it's pr- pronounced Dangile. It's true. Dangile. It's true. Yeah. So 20% off, you get the performance package 4.0. Get it for you. Get it for the person in your life who needs to be cleaned up. Remember, it comes with the boxer shorts. It comes with deodorizer. It comes with like... Uh, the the like the the thing that actually trims mm-hmm. the trimmer skin safe technology <laughs> the four thousand k LED light to light those balls up while you're shaving them you know what they say in Italy what do they say Forza your balls do they no okay no. all right Forza your balls <laughs> I like that manscaped.com promo code dangle. Forza oh dangle 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 okay cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, happy birthday to Andrew Berkshire, who's been hey. an amazing job on Game Over International. I think he's got like one more to go with Omar this weekend. Uh, he's got uh, Saturday, Omar, and then Sunday, closing ceremonies. It's Omar, Andrew, Liz Knox, hey. and Sean Fitzgerald. Hey. Hey. Four-person panel for the closing ceremony is going to wrap up the Olympics, do a whole wrap-up show. It's must-watch on Sunday morning. It's and a hot stove. It's Ooh, hot. It's Don't put your hand on stove. it. No. Hot. No. Sorry. Remember no. the satellite hot stove on Hockey Night in Canada? It would be like yeah. Ron with Al Strachan, the stick in the mud, and, and then it would be like two other nice people, but Al would be like, I'm upset about everything. He's literally, what, what would he be like? He's literally the Toronto Suns uh, Emperor Palpatine. Just... Just misery. I, I am the senators. Yeah. <laughs> the senators are culling. Uh, like anyway. Um, so watch that on Sunday. If you can't catch it live, it's always on our YouTube channel or on the Game Over International feed on your pa- favorite podcast app. Um, Game Over. Fucking right. That's actually the tell the cell line. That's how Andrew starts every show. Oh. He says, Game Over. Fucking right. No, he says, Game Over. They lost. I mean, no. <laughs> they no. did last night, though. <laughs> they did. They did last all he does is talk about wins. Um, Marty St. Louis getting his first win with the Montreal Canadiens. right. And Canada's women's team winning gold mm-hmm. over the United States. Which was pretty sweet. Oh, of course. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. They, uh, I feel like a lot of years um, you can't tell who the clear favorite is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Canada. I'm sorry. It was Canada. Wow. Like over the States. Or... I feel like the last few have been uh, like Canada sort of underdog in it, where they've lost a bunch to the United States, but not in the Olympics. No. Which is hilarious. No. And Marie-Philippe Poulin, which is, this is a crazy stat. In the last like four gold medal games, she's had seven of 10 Canadian goals. Mm-hmm. That's so dumb. She's so ridiculous. That's she has a ridiculous four straight golden goals. That's, that's it's stupid. <laughs> so, okay. So I was wondering about that. She actually has. All four golden game goals winning for- goals for Canada every time they've won. Yeah, four straight. She well, I was at the one in 2010 where she had both of Canada's goals. The only <laughs> that two. Was it. That's it. Yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. Just not bad. She's and okay. She's it's crazy because she's young enough that she's gonna get to the next Olympics. You know, we're not even running out of MPP time, and we've been like a decade of MPP just destroying uh, the U.S. You know, we, we like to make, like, good, click-worthy clips for our, our channel. Uh, I You're think doing this, it for the clips. Yeah, th- this is a good topic. Marie-Philippe Lim, good? <laughs> That's what we should put. You know what we should do? We should put that as a question mark and then just have a bunch of people who haven't watched the clip share it and go, these fucking guys. These assholes. They don't know anything. <laughs> They're stupid. I'm going to quote retweet you into oblivion. <laughs> That also, happened to, uh, sorry, what, Jesse? No, no, go ahead. Well, that happened to CJ yeah. yesterday. So, we, we, uh, if we're moving off the Olympics, I just want to say we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Sarah Nurse. Oh! Well. Her and MVP broke the record for most uh, points in a tournament. Both they broke Haley, Haley Wickenheiser's record. Was say, and 18 this, points is so stupid. Wow. This tweet from uh, Black Girl Hockey Club. Uh, love that folks are talking about Sarah Nurse and her record-breaking scoring. For context, there's never been another black woman on any Olympic ice hockey team ever. She's the first to win gold and first and only black woman to ever play at that level, which is something I didn't know, which is incredible. Um, Shout out Sarah Nurse. Black History Month making records. Pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah. Pretty darn cool. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, what do you even say? Uh, it It was a great performance. 
Um, and and I think I think what's so cool is just like the uh, the joy afterwards. But I my favorite thing. There's two things. Did you guys see the the warm up drill that they did before? Yes. Did you see it, Jesse? No. Yeah. Oh, no. we should play. Show this. me. Okay. 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 So hold on, let me find it. You guys stretch because I I gotta find this clip. I okay. I should have had this in my prep, but I deleted it. You gotta, so, you gotta uh, be careful if you show Olympic footage, like FBI agents. Oh, are yeah. Well, this yeah. one's Sealing on and... this one's on Twitter, so oh, it's public okay. record. So Jesse, I'm gonna text this to you. This <laughs> okay. is amazing. This is so fun. Like this this team had fun. They had camaraderie, and I thought that Mary Philippe Pilin and Hillary Knight, who are friends, mm -hmm. hugging after the game was pretty cool too. Yeah, I like that there's there can be a rivalry that exists between the programs and also they don't completely hate each other. I wonder I'm I think, sure they hate each other on the ice though. I mean I would. I mean you? yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but they used to like there were like like supposedly there were some close calls in the parking lot. Are you, back are you watching it? Yeah, they're just doing can a we, dance can we, routine. We can play it on the screen, by the way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's playing right now. Okay, can, can we play it with it. some sound? Can uh, we play with sound? Sure. Okay, you, you need to <laughs> Just like this, this team the sound rules. Adds to it? Okay, well, we're definitely gonna yeah, okay. Yeah, music. no sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a song. Yeah. You're right. Music, so, so, so if you're watching, if it's, that's edited out. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's one of it's one of the funnest videos because they're just having a good time, and that's before the game. That wasn't after. Yeah, all just I, their warm up. Uh, all I saw around this is oh, Canada by a hundred. Like they're they're about to win gold. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, can I? Can I tell you guys about the stream on Friday that we did pregame? Yes. Because I watched a little bit. Yeah. I Thursday, I, right? Well, I was, was it watching. Th yeah, Thursday night. Sorry. Um, I Wednesday, Wednesday night actually, because Thursday know. into the morning. Let's anyway, name another day matter. of the week. So I'm confused as well. The the game that we streamed on Twitch, it went. Uh, Canada scores the first two goals. So it was. Hold on. Let's get back for context here. You streamed what game on Twitch? On Twitch Wednesday night, we did a simulation of Canada versus USA in the uh, finals. So it was a gold medal match in the world championship mode that they have in the game. We set the rosters one-to-one. -one. So it was the exact rosters from the semifinals, except because the game didn't have the replacement for Brianna Decker at first line center in the U.S., we let Decker play in the game, in our simulation. Oh, so okay. the states were even better in the game yeah. than they were in real life. It's it's kind of even because they have a new number one center and Decker's out. So and the, the game didn't have that. So okay. but Decker's probably their best player. Anyway, so we did the sim with the exact rosters. Everything goes. Um, it goes two nothing. Exact same as the real life game. Canada, uh, the U.S. scored the next goal. So it was two one uh, in the simulation. But in the real life game, it goes three zero Canada. Right. But we both got to three one. In the third period, both our simulation and the real-life game, USA made it 3-2 in the simulation and in the real-life game. And oh. the only difference between our sim and real-life was that the USA tied it up to make it 3-3, and our sim went to overtime. It always goes to overtime, by the way. It does. <laughs> it does. So I was like, if, if USA ties this game and makes it 3-3, the sims are 1-1, one -one, and it's incredible. Shout out EA for doing that. But uh, in the sim, can end up winning it in overtime 4-3. In real life, it was 3-2. Wow. So it was pretty close. Did you just give EA a positive shout out? Yeah, but <laughs> they also... Because NHL 22 people are like, I, it's stupid EA. Like, I, the, the simulations have been pretty good. The sims are great, but I'm taking away every all the credit I gave to them for the simulation result because they didn't program helmets onto any of the female goaltenders. What? The so they're playing... They're playing the sentence just I just said is just factual information from the new NHL no. game with the female roster. No, they didn't. If you play a game with a female goaltender, it they don't have a helmet by default. Is that them going for something cool or they just didn't know how to program it? it? it was, it's just a glitch that exists in the game. And the whole time we're simming the games, neither of the goaltenders had helmets. Cyberpunk NHL 22. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you believe that? They no. pushed this update with the new VMO rosters, and they forgot to program in helmets for the goaltender. So if you go watch the sim, you can watch it back on YouTube. None of the goalies have helmets. I listen. It's I'm just, so dumb. I'm just gonna throw it out there <laughs> that the top EASHL team, because you can change your your team's name, 
um, for months and months was this game is one hundred and twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jesse, can you bring up that? Uh, they've been partying too. Can you bring up that last picture? Sure. This is uh, <laughs> as they should. <laughs> I I just like the uh, the beer cans here that they've put together. Can you see it? Can we put it up on the? Or are we? Mm-hmm. Do we have a, I don't even there know. Yet. I don't know when things are up on the screen. So I I'm just going on there, but. Uh, they're partying. They're having a good time in isolation, as everybody has to do. I do feel bad for every Olympian right now, even though they're at the Olympic Games and that's super cool. You know, this kind of sucks, right? It's not the same. No, it's not the same. Also, like, didn't um, didn't they like they don't have to go in any sort of special protocols after the games, right? They just kind of go back to their rooms and party. I have no idea. That's a good question. I have no idea. I stopped reading all those things because my brain was like, um, we've run out of storage for that, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. The, the file cabinet is full. Yeah. Uh, it's so, like, hey, do you want to buy more iCloud? And no, I never want to buy more no, iCloud. No. Who wants to buy more iCloud? Yeah. No, not me. And that's my brain for I, that stuff. I don't need more of my shitty pictures. Yeah. No. <laughs> uploaded to a cloud. No. I'm good. Um, I'm good. Uh, so let's talk about the Leafs. Let's talk about the Leafs last night. Hooray. Um, there are. Four players that I think we need to, to highlight. For who? The Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't even think there was another team that played last night. That's it. Must have hurt Brian Burke. Just going to say. Are and his hair. Are we going to talk yes. about that intermission interview? He, he didn't seem okay. <laughs> was he upset? I, Did you see him? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually. Oh, it looked like somebody might have been holding a gun to his head below the table. Oh. You know? He looked disheveled. I mean, he always <laughs> looks a little disheveled. Yeah. yeah, he like I saw him in the box. I was like, ah, a little, but he didn't, a little sweaty. He didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't look his normal Berkey self. Right, stared into the camera really intensely. He likes. He does like that though. Yeah, that's signature. Um, so that's normal. If he wasn't doing that, I would think something was mm-hmm. wrong. The first person I want to shout out is Jack Campbell. <laughs> Quiet game, steady game. Uh, first period was a bit of a gong show, but yeah. after that, he seemed to settle out, and it was nice to see him get on his. Get back on his thing because he struggled a little bit. Jesse no? pulled up a picture. It's wild. It's a wild picture. I'm s- okay. Okay. You know how Cujo has the like dog We got to get your hair cut, Brian. Come on. No, we need the, we need, <laughs> Tristan Jari needs a Brian Burke hair mask. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. At the top. Imagine, mask. that'd be awesome. And he could even have some out to the side. Um. Yes. Jack Campbell. So. Yeah. It's funny. Goaltending is about the... You could have a great game, mm-hmm. and if you have a garbage final five minutes, you had a bad game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you could have a garbage first five minutes, and it doesn't matter what you do for the rest of the game. It's like being a, a pitcher. Yeah. Right? Same thing. Kind of. Jack Campbell did his best work in the first half of the game, but was busier in the second half of the game. His first half of the game was more valuable. Why do you say that? He made better saves. He made bigger saves. Um, that he that ridiculous where uh, he was out of the net and then had to like spin and make a save with his toe. That was a big moment on Pittsburgh's second shot of the game. He robbed Jake Gensel. He robbed Brian Rust. He made a really good save on a crafty move by Kasperi Kapanen. All those moments, especially the Gensel one, um, were ones where the Penguins could have gotten a foothold in the game. They were never really able to do that. And that's because Evan Rodriguez is not on their top line anymore. When he was, they dominated the Leafs. That's that's it. That's it. And now he's lost and purposeless. 100%. And by the way, am I the only one who forgot that Brian Boyle is still playing NHL hockey? Uh, mm. Man, he had such an impact with the Leafs. He was great. Even no. my wife saw him and was like, man, it's Brian Boyle. Like just, I like. I'm just, I'm just saying that was five years ago, and we thought he might have been on his outs then. She saw Andre Kashin was just like, who is that? (laughs) I'm like, really? You don't know him yet? No, I don't, Stephen. Anyway, sorry, that was a mini conversation. I'm starting to subscribe to the Jack Campbell theory that it wasn't that he was struggling; it was that he wasn't playing enough games because of COVID. Like the eight game stretch that everybody keeps referencing. Oh, Jack Campbell's t- just absolutely garbage during these eight games. It was even so though, spread out. Even though they they won a couple of those, and like it, it the win loss wasn't bad. It was the save percentage. But like if you go back to the eight game stretch, it starts in December, December seventh, and it ends about like January twenty sixth. There's like a period in there where he plays ten games, like over a month. How is he supposed to get into any type of rhythm? And now that the season's back, it's rolling again. Jack Campbell's probably just going to pick it up. 
It was just a natural kind of lull because he wasn't playing games because nobody was playing games if you're a Canadian team. Yeah, I mean, eight games in that stretch is a month. Yeah, I mean, he does have to get some rest in there, but, like, that's unusual. Mm-hmm. That's that's unnatural. And, and Morazic's and grabbing a couple of those it. starts. But, yeah, it's good to see him back on. And, like, yeah. his press conference last night, you could see the... You know when you've got Happy Jack and then Sad Jack. Yeah. Well, and, and I think he feeds off the building. Totally. As well. It was nice to see some people in there. That was pretty cool. I, I liked that. There was noise. People were clapping. It was 50%. nice to have an atmosphere. Yeah. Sorry? 50%. Yeah. 50%. And... Uh, all I said this in the in the video. All four goals the Leafs scored were freaking sick. <laughs> like there was there was no grease, like no garbage, like no banging it in. All of them were sick. A Matthews breakaway, which I sort of realized never happens because why would you leave Matthews he has alone? Two right? of them. Yeah, yeah. You silly goose. Like why would you allow that to happen? Why would you be a silly goose? Why would you be a silly goose? Morgan Riley scores maybe the sexiest goal of his entire career. Yeah. Going end to end, Jack Campbell getting assist on that. Very funny. Second career S- assist. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm sorry, that's very funny. Um, and then who are the other two goals? David Camp just. I was informed David Camp couldn't score. Man, but he can't. So that's the crazy thing. He, he can't though. He can't. <laughs> Leave your own house. I'm just saying. Get out of your own. House. I've been waiting for that one. How dare you? Get to my favorite goal. <laughs> Camp. Amazing goal, and then uh, Matthews' disgusting backhand sauce to Michael frickin' Bunting My- after a Mitch Marner block. Yes, and then Mitch Marner, man. that play comes off of when he did. He had one hand on his stick, mm-hmm. and he knocked down the puck. He just swings at it with two hands. He knocks it out of midair. A little bit of, a little bit of fuck you. And that was my favorite moment of the whole yeah. night. In Marner's he, game. He Mitch was or- mad when, he, when, he, when that puck went off him at the blue line. You know when you, when you hit, your, hit your hand or something, or you step your toe, and you go, motherfucker, and the only person <laughs> yeah. you're mad at is yourself? It's like, and I don't think he was mad at himself. He's just mad that it hurts. And he's like, I'm going to fucking score now. Oh, there are times where you like hurt yourself or you discover like, I don't know, bad news or something. And fuck comes out of your mouth like it's from your ancestors. (laughs) Like, it's like just. I like that. Yeah. Your entire bloodline, your whole DNA makeup just goes, fuck. (laughs) And that's what it was. It's like hearing it from another person's ears. His past two Matthews was perfect. Like after that block, he get he breaks the zone. He's able to break that zone, and that pass up to Matthews was perfect. And of course, the Matthews pass to Bunting, and then the Bunting little toe drag around thing. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All I of thought it was Jari had a good game. Oh yeah, he did. I thought he had a really good game. Yeah. But holy shit, how do you stop any of those? I want to have a I want to have a quick debate, mm. and I'm gonna get lit up in the comments because I'm gonna come across as a Toronto homer. Which on this one. I, I okay. Think, I like the jerseys. I think I'm a. I think I'm a homer. Oh, that's. I know I'm a homer, but I also want to say objectively, I think this is true. Oh boy. I think in the NHL right now, Austin Matthews is the best player. Okay. I think this week. I think it, especially in the last couple of weeks. In this very specific, very specific moment at in time. this moment, he's the best player. Now, does that mean he's the most skilled player? I'm not saying that. I think Connor McDavid has the most skill in the NHL. But I think if you look at, and the advanced stats are going to back me up on this one, so you can bitch and whine and complain. But Connor McDavid scores most of his goals how? Off the rush. Have you seen him score a goal from the hash marks sniping it? Yes. Uh, yeah, but not as often. Not as often, right? Yeah, yeah. He relies I, I know on, what you mean. He relies yeah. on the rush all the time. It works for him because he's devastatingly fast. By far, well, it, the fastest player with the puck in the NHL and the nastiest hands. Insane hands. In the end. So I don't want... So every time, we, you know, you have a ta- conversation like this, um, people lose their minds because they think you're insulting the other player. The reality is Connor McDavid, to me, is the most skilled player in the NHL. However, I don't think his game is as rounded as, as Matthews. Matthews plays better defense. He's better in the corners. He's better takeaways in the neutral zone. And he can score like six different ways. We saw it on the breakaway, which we never see Austin Matthews get a breakaway, ever. Never. Um, he has two or three different wrist shots that are absolutely insane. Sneaky, scary, stuff that goalies stop all the time that they cannot touch for some reason. And I think for right now, for my money, Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL. I think it's Austin. I think it's Connor. And I think you put, you know, it's a dead heat between Nathan McKinnon and Leon Dreisaitl after that. Yeah, Dry had a big night. And I think, by the way, if this keeps up, if this, if this month that we've seen or these, this few weeks that we've seen, 
if we were to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it in 18 months, you'd have a lot more people on board. Because Connor McDavid has been the best player in the NHL for like three years, four years, mm -hmm. since he took the mantle from Sydney. But I'm saying if this keeps up, and if Matthews continues to diversify his game, I think Austin Matthews has a clear shot in a year or two for having most people go, you know what, maybe he is the best player in the game. And let me say it one more thing. Goals matter more than assists. I don't know how many times I need to say this. Goals matter more. Whoever scores the most goals, to me, is the better player. So, Dreisaitl has the most <laughs> goals in the entire league. Yeah. Is Dreisaitl the best oil? No, because I don't think he is. Oh, come on. You think Dreisaitl's the best Adam, off, off the top of your head, who has the most goals in the league? Dreisaitl? Who has the most points in the league? I don't know. Leon Dreisaitl. Okay. I don't, I think, I don't think he's the best player in the league. I, th I just I think, don't. I think right now, because the case you're making is that right now, Austin Matthews is the best player in the league. He's based the best player. On, based on how he's playing. Well, there's a guy playing better than him. It's, I don't know. It's that, so I, no, interesting. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. You're saying he's, he's scoring more. That is different than playing better. No, like Leon Dreisaitl, you're underrating his defensive prowess right now. I think he's okay. He's, he's a, he's he's a well-rounded player. No, he yeah. looks, but he looks better than Connor McDavid, who's atrocious yeah. on defense. It's it's such an interesting conversation because you can't have a conversation about who is the best player in the league without having who is the best Oiler. Yes, <laughs> and and there's at times there are debate, and I think I think what's frustrating with McDavid is there shouldn't be. There's I think there's who's the most skilled player, and McDavid who, and McDavid. And who can do the most things? Matthews. I think Matthews can do more things. And I think Drysdale can maybe do more things. Well, and I'll say this, and I'm not trying to insult Drysdale, by the way. Things. Does that make people sense? People are going to get mad. I'm not trying to insult Leon Drysdale, anyone. Jesus. But, but I think that... That is another name for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, when it comes to what Matthews can do, everything for the face-off, his defensive prowess, and the leadership that he shows. And everybody's saying now that Leon Dreisaitl is the de facto captain of the Oilers, which we have glossed over for a few weeks now, but there are writers out there saying it now. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to take your word for that. Yeah, because how would I know? Yeah, they're yeah. a little bit more plugged into the But I, I, think, I think when you're talking about best player in the league, to me, it's Austin Matthews. And I think if you have, I, I understand, you know, people are going to come back at me with McDavid. They're going to come back at me with Drysdale. He has scored more goals. He has scored more points. But who else is going to score on the Oilers? The Leafs actually have other players that are going to score. Mm. Like it's like how like, like even comes down to like look at the goals per game in the last three seasons. Austin Matthews is something like 0.8 or 0.9 percent ahead of Alexander Ovechkin in goals per game. Isn't that goofy? It's an insane stat. Where, where are you at with um, Nathan McKinnon in this conversation? I think he's I I think he's fourth. Oh man, there's a uh, real interesting top five. Is is the discussion about right now or the last couple seasons? Which one I think is? right now, right now. Okay, okay. So yeah. then we got to take out the goals per game okay. last couple seasons well, out of the okay. equation. So this is this is <laughs> okay. Fair. This fair. is where it's important because if uh, we're if we have this exact conversation in October, we would laugh at ourselves. We would fist fight ourselves if we could time. Yeah, it'd be like stupid. Yeah, it's the conversation is McDavid and Drysital and no one else. Shut up. But maybe McKinnon, maybe McKinnon. I feel like no, the Avalanche struggled out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like, that's right. No, yeah, David yeah. Drysaddle. That that's it. Sorry, it feels like fourteen years ago. I know, but from what I vaguely remember, they were scoring at a hundred and eighty goal. Sorry, that was crazy. Eighty point pace, crazy for long enough that we were like, "Is this just how things are?" Mm -hmm. Then, mm -hmm. um, but for my money, over the last where are we at month? Sure. 45 days. There's a, like a two-week break for some teams in the last couple of weeks. So. Right. Yeah. You get the Florida Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two the weeks. Kings haven't played kings. in a year. Sharks. <laughs> That's right. The Kings have not played in February. <laughs> over the last stretch, I'm not sure there's been a player better than Austin Matthews. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I'm taking the guy who's beating him in all the stats categories. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl. So, I don't know. So is McDavid I don't know. It seems three? like a pretty stupid take. I'm kidding. Probably. Right. <laughs> wow. if, oh, like, what are... It's such a... It's a complicated debate, you know? Well, and remember, though, Dreisaitl built up a nice little um, mm -hmm. cushion. cushion mm -hmm. Right? So is he riding that a little yeah, bit? Also, two goals. In this, in this debate. There's a two Matthews goal. tied uh, Leon Dreisaitl while playing. He tied the league yeah. lead in goals. And then... Leon Dreisaitl uh, at... Like yeah. seven thirty uh, Pacific time goes in there and scores two more goals to take the lead back. Leon's played four more games. 
That does matter. Sure. Over the course of the season, that does matter. Sure. Over the course of the season, but I feel like we're just talking about the past. Right now, yeah. And if we are, I think Matthews is the best player in the league. And let me throw out there another wild one that people are going to get fucking crazy about. Patrick Laine. Man. Ten goals in seven games. Patrick Laine is one of the top five players in the league right now. Yeah, right he, now he's he's a difficult one to quantify because he's so streaky. Yes, but he can do this. Like he's well, he's ridiculous. He's insane. Remember, he had like a bad thirty-five goal season. <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg's <laughs> like, boy, what a disappointment. <laughs> but he was like, he legitimately was because I think he scored. Wasn't it? He scored most of it in the first thirty games or something like that, and then scored five goals the rest of the way or something. He has the ability to be Goku Super Saiyan three. And also be Krillin. If we are, <laughs> if we are having the debate, if you're just throwing out people who are the hottest as the best player in the league right now, my vote over everybody that we've named Here over we Drysido, McDavid, Line, whatever you want to say, the best player in the league right now is Jakob Markstrom. Oh, how dare you say anybody else? But besides he's, the guy, he's disgusting. His win streak right now is one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row for him individually. Let me give you the save percentages over those wins. It is 929, 905, 958, 1000. That's a shutout. 929, <laughs> 870. But mm-hmm. he, uh, three goals. Doesn't matter. 1000. That's a shutout. And there you go. There's well, his winning streak. We, that's, that's the best player in the league. We do need to put some respect on his name. We do. But I think Rangers fans are going to be mad that you didn't say Shesterkin. Nah, Mark. The team's been winning uh, more than uh, the Rangers. So mm. you've got to give the nod to Calgary. I thought, by the way, am I the only one that was fooled? I thought the Sherratt trade was done to New York yesterday. What? I didn't see that Okay, at all. maybe I saw something on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I went back to my life. And I thought, oh, I guess Sherratt's <laughs> not coming to Toronto. And, and so... I got a random DM from just a random person that said, Sherratt uh, to New York, market is happening. I got that same DM. Did you get the same DM? Yes, I did. And like, I'm going to, if it happens... I think I'm going to have to give this person some problems. Inside what? sources. Yeah. Why <laughs> do trolls like coordinate now? <laughs> well, I know, mean, like, why right, do you... We're okay. going to send this to these specific people right. and here's how we're going to... Yeah. How there's, many media people did that go to? Well, there's, Spread it out. there's two teams that he'll go to. Toronto or New York, it looks like at this point, right? So it's not a hard prediction to make. But they gave some details. They did. Well, yeah. so let me pull it up. Because I think I've got... Yeah, I'll pull it up. Uh, Is this our transition into Sherratt? Yeah. Sure. Uh, there's so much to get to. I don't even think we're going to get to it all, but... Uh, yeah. Way um, to delete your prep, dick. I know. I know. I know. It's so, it's so frustrating. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I mean, do we start with... CJ? Well, okay, so the uh, I do want to talk about a couple of things before we get into this. I cannot find this DM. Jesse, maybe you can in yours. Oh, I um, uh, uh, the other thing I want to say quickly, explain two things. Adam Brooks, why was he waived again, even though most of us know? Adam Brooks, waived by Vegas, claimed by Toronto, waived again by Toronto. Lilligren sent down. What happened? Yeah, okay, so it's a shame we're not going to get an answer on this until uh, this show is up, whatever it is, what it is. So Adam Brooks was claimed. Mm-hmm. The Leafs... So he, I don't know how this is allowed. I'd like to ask Alan Walsh. Adam Brooks makes less than league minimum. He makes Whoa, really? 725. So I'm fairly certain for as long as he's on the roster, the Leafs actually get a cap benefit, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. So I think the thinking was, okay, so we'll get him. And worst case scenario, we get a day's worth of money taken off probably negligible but it's something right um but he passed through waivers far enough that he got to the leafs which is crazy because it's about near the bottom right yeah so they're throwing him on waivers thinking he'll clear because vegas is getting rid of him because of cap implications right because they need to make it work because jack eichel has come off ltir yep so they're thinking is uh all right he He'll clear. We'll be able to put him on the Marlies, and we can call him up when we want. Um, Vegas's special exemption here is if they claim him back from the Leafs, he automatically gets to go to the minors. Whereas if someone else claims him, he'll have to go through waivers again. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Earl, Whoa. Earl Schwartz, I always talk about him, and he's still only got 3,000 followers. It's, it's really stupid. He, Whenever cap shenanigans happen, I go straight to his account. Uh, it's just 
Earl Schwartz, the way Schwartz is spelled, mm-hmm. like Jaden, 27. Um, knows all about the CBA and all that. The Schwartz is with him. Um, the Schwartz and, oh, and also the Leafs have signed a prospect, Dmitry Ovchinnikov. That's right. And his, yeah, his contract was resolved this morning, apparently since he, uh, pointing to Byron Bader, uh, his production has evolved since 2020, a uh, year or two in the AHL, and he could be a player. So that's kind of neat, right? Could it be is, it is kind of neat. There's there's some weird stuff going on in in Europe, by the way. Is there? Yeah, hadn't heard about but, that. Uh, do, do we have the time? <laughs> what region? Do we? Well, do you want this sorry, DM? Sorry, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but yes. Do you want this DM? Please. So, uh, if you DM Adam and I on Instagram, I guess it is open season. We may read it on the show. Yeah. Calling it right now, this person says Sherat is going to New York for Kravtsov. Makes sense. Not one for one, but both involved. So I, I mean, heard Lekkonen. So the the tweet that just makes I makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I heard that the tweet that I read was like Lekkonen was involved, and then there was somebody else, and I was like, "This is bizarre." But uh, I mean, listen. So CJ, CJ got um, radioed. Got radioed. Explain why. Like, listen. I don't think this is a big deal, but I know you know journalists, Fridge, CJ, they take it seriously because they don't want to be misquoted, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened? Um, basically they'll have a long nuanced conversation about something mm-hmm. and a tweet's worth of a quote will get put out into the world that catches on actual fire and spreads to the entire world. And the network that actually aired the quote, let me, ch- uh, SDPN sports, mm-hmm. um, gets no credit or anything. Of course. That's, that's how it works. But I don't have a problem with it as long as you give proper credit mm-hmm. and also link to the thing. Because if you link to the thing, you get the full nuance of the conversation. Right. Because Where CJ, Chris says he hates Ben Sherratt personally and yeah. hopes that he doesn't get traded. And also your favorite team. Wow. Which team is that? The Montreal. your favorite team. Oh, oh, Chris hates your favorite are you, team? Are you listening? <laughs> hates your favorite team. Yeah, it's also, true. The person who spread the quote didn't. Neither of those things. Well, that's but most of the time but that doesn't happen. That was their goal. Most of the time that doesn't happen. Yeah. I was more upset with uh, TCJS. That's what the f- the Chris hashtag CJ show to to Caesar show. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Boo! Tomato. That's awful. Oh, no, um, that's funny. No, anyway. So he did literally say the Leafs are in on Benchrod, but. He didn't make it sound like a done deal. He said there was like, four, he named like five teams. Okay, Frank Saravalli <laughs> today reporting that Calgary is out. He said, I don't think they can afford the acquisition cost. I didn't even know Calgary was in on them. Calgary tried to get Sherratt in the Toffoli deal. It was, oh. it was supposed to be both of them. Right, and, and they split them up. They couldn't yeah. do both because it didn't work half-wise. So that's not. No, well, from what I heard, Montreal could make more if they packaged them separately. Yeah. They did so, pretty well in the Toffoli and deal. They did. So. And Calgary couldn't pay that. Um, Cap space is going to be real big but let me here. Let me finish this. Let sure. me finish this. Don't think Cal- I think Calgary is out now. I don't think they can afford the acquisition cost. And I don't think he's number one, two, or three on Toronto's list. Ooh. So Dave Anthony tweeted that at me. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Deep breath. <sighs> I'm not criticizing anyone who tweeted it out, by the way. Yeah, you are. Steve Dangle for, hates you. For future reference. Quote this. Just from the... From ta Yes. That's that's, exactly that's our right. hashtag. So there's another name out there that Leaf fans are freaking out about Please. a little bit. Brandon Hagel uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. Who is allegedly worth a pro, uh, first and a prospect. Now, here's the problem. You shouldn't be like, who the hell is this person when they're worth a first and a prospect? Mm-hmm. So he's currently on roughly a 50-point pace with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's 23 years old, and he signed $1.5 million this season. And the next two. So that's why he's worth that. That's why he's worth that. Why would Chicago want to trade him? That's kind of what I wondered. So he fits into the uh, Jacob Chikrin category of why you could just keep him. Why not just keep what, him? Yeah. And what kind of a defenseman is he? Is he he's like... not a defenseman. So that's oh. another thing. He's a left winger um, who <laughs> I suppose they could The leaders sure. don't need a left winger. Uh, they, I mean... It would make sense to Adam if they did other stuff, but they would have to do the other stuff first. Kerfoot? So That's what it sounds like. Or I Richie. I don't know. Maybe Chicago wants a more hard-edge game. Uh, I, 
Adam, I so hope that's true. I don't think it is. <laughs> Guys, so Austin Matthews, best player in the league. Yeah, I, anyway. I don't know about the Leafs bringing a forward. Like. No. Okay. It's odd. Hot yeah. take, though. Mm. I would rather Dubas make a move like that than a pure buy, which is just we get a mercenary for the rest of this season. That's fair. And then he's gone. I'm with you. Pay more for that. Because you could have paid yep. you could have paid that first and fourth for a guy who would have lasted longer than Felino at the same uh it, the same skill set. Yeah. But if I can be Babcock about it, just like how he was grumpy that Jake Muzzin didn't play the right side, mm -hmm. let me be grumpy that, that well, that's not a defenseman, Kyle. <laughs> yep. I want I want a right defenseman who is apparently Rasmus Sandin. If I'm Sheldon Keefe, I'm like, that's not what I need. Thank you for not helping me, Kyle. I mean, they've clearly addressed it as a problem. They've put Dermot there. They've put Hall there. They've put Lilligren there. And now they've put Sandine there. It's, they've identified the problem. They're trying to fix it internally. They're probably going to discover they can't. Mm -hmm. And I mean, still best case scenario, you got Riley Brody, Muzzin, Sandine because it worked. Mm -hmm. And then you should still probably upgrade your third pair. Yes. Is, is the idea that Lilligren is better to be in the AHL because he can play games as opposed to in the press brought? Like, he's he's purely cap reasons. Oh, okay. He's okay. done with yeah. the AHL. He's better in oh, the okay. NHL. Like, we're, we're done there. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, let's bring up the Leafs third jersey for just a second here if we can. Jesse, did I send you a link to that? Or? Uh, I can bring it up. Heritage okay. Classic. I just want to quickly ask you guys your opinion on this jersey. We won't spend too much time because we need to get to Derek Ryan shading Dave Tippett. It's really good. Oh, are we doing that right now? Well, first Sorry, off, I, I thought you were setting up a clip. No, no, no. We're not setting. Uh, Jesse does have that clip, but we're not getting to that. We need to talk about the third jersey. Oh, the jersey. Yeah, so everybody's very excited about this. I want to know what your thoughts were. I, I can't explain why I like it. I just do. You like it. And I, yeah, I like it. I know a lot of people don't. The blue on blue is weird. I will give you that. Um, But there's just something about it. that The simplicity speaks to me. I like the, the dark blue. It doesn't wow me or anything i just like it are you gonna buy it no because my birthday is the day before the heritage class oh so you'll be getting it for your birthday absolutely um now jesse <laughs> um i brought up I, I tweeted last night that i think the leafs keep missing an opportunity with their jersey and if you could like the tweet is in your text did you uh it's in your text messages tweet? yeah okay. now oh, the, your idea was cool i think that i think yeah. the uh and people were like on me about white versus blue like just invert them but the whole point I wanted to make is that I think the Toronto Maple Leaf fans want one jersey right now yeah. as a Heritage Classic jersey or as a third jersey regularly. And that is the, and people call this the Ballard era jersey. I don't call it the Ballard era jersey. We don't need to remember Harold Ballard. He did nothing good. He was there He's for not like a, good a person. quarter century. Like he that. was, but I don't think we should call it. Now he changed the jersey of this, but I think, and I got a picture of Doug Gilmore in it. If you take the current crest, and you put it over the 70s, 80s jersey. And people were like, well, Buffalo's wearing white, so it couldn't be white. Okay, so it's blue with white shoulders. I don't care. It really doesn't matter. Do that. Um, that's the jersey that we want. The Sabres jersey's nice. That's what we want. Yeah, so Sabres jersey is nice. But this is the jersey we want. Leaf fans want this jersey. The crest sucked. I think we can all admit that. The crest in the 70s and 80s was the worst crest, which we kept for another 20 years after that for, for no reason at all. Man. And I can't I, believe I had that hanging in my room. And somebody said to me, hey, I don't want to remember the Bar uh, Ballard era. Like, you know, I don't like Harold Ballard. Yeah, but you did like Wendell Clark, Boris Salming, Lanny McDonald, Rick Vive, Vinny Damfus. There was really Mike Palmatier. There were great players. Jacques Plante. There were great players that played for this team during that time. Let's remember the players, not the shitty management. It's the Leafs, guys. What era would you like to remember? The 60s like, or <laughs> uh, the late 2000s. Come on. Or the late 1900s where they made the Stanley Cup, almost made the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, come on. Other than changing the jersey to like red or something, yeah. it's going to be associated with probably something bad. But why won't they do this? Why can't you just? I know you keep going back to the arena's concept. It's fine. It's fine. TJ texted me last night. He's like, it's mid. It's a mid jersey. It's mid. Mm. mid. It's, it's a forgettable jersey. Maybe they're thinking enough people have Leafs jerseys. This is different, right? Mm -hmm. They have a, you know, uh, after a while, it, it's not, very few people buy every jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want a jersey Except that's for different. People like us. Yeah. But uh, you want a jersey that's actually different from the other ones that you have. You know, because 
people would be more likely to buy it. I'll diversify my closet. I think that's sort of what this is. I was disappointed because I wanted to buy a Leafs jersey, and I thought this new one might have been uh, something I was going to invest in. <laughs> okay. So, I think I might go to Real Sports and actually buy the old school ones because they have the quote-unquote Ballard-era jerseys or the Sittler-era jerseys there. I might get one of those. Just get a custom-made one. How hard would that be to pull off? Just get one of those jerseys and put, just slap the new logo in the middle I of it. I think there's some copyright laws against I don't that. think there's any problem. Why? He owns them. Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with that. I just do think that the, once they put the stitching in, it's difficult to get it out, right? My wife owns a cricket. Is she going to jail? Like, I don't know. You're, <laughs> you're allowed to make your own clothing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Very, It'd be very sure. punk rock hockey of me to make my own clothing. Um, I think it'd be cool. I, it, well, I think it needs to happen. Um, and I think, don't Jesse, if you want to buy a jersey... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd you know, be illegal. You know what's gorgeous is the St. Pat's jersey. I have a Matthews one, and it's stunning. It's a good one. Yeah, but it's there. They have it. Yeah, okay, my favorite fine. jersey is the uh, Winter Classic, the all white ones, the II cap. You love those ones, that's, eh? That's my favorite jersey. I thought the white gloves were cool, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, it's bullshit." I'm, I'm, no, agree. That's, I'm with that's you. my favorite jersey, Leaf jersey of the 20th century. It's unbelievable. I've warmed up to it, but I still associate it with that shitty, shitty, very shitty game. And also, game. Yeah, I that has nothing to do with the jersey. I cannot be trusted <laughs> to wear white. Okay. I will get mustard on it. Okay, but the jersey itself, it looks incredible. It's fine. I'll stand by that forever. It's fine. Um, Leafs forever. I associate that jersey <laughs> with you two fine gentlemen in our trip to Boston. That was great. I associate it with friendship. Um, Jesse, can you bring up the Derek Ryan clip? The uh, Edmonton Oilers are 4-0 under new coach Jay Woodcroft, who came from the Wheat Kings? No. No. What's uh, the AHL team? Uh, Bakersfield. One. Bakersfield. And the, what's interesting is that all the players that played under Jay Woodcroft that were struggling under Tip are now playing really, really well. There's a lot of Sheldon so, Keefe vibes, eh? A hundred percent. And the more, it's, it makes you wonder why they hired Tippett in the first place. But listen to what, Der I'm serious. Listen to what Derek Ryan had to say after the game he scored. He's been playing great. How much have you played right wing in the National Hockey League? Uh, I played a little bit when I was in Carolina, um, maybe 20 games or so. But it seems to have come pretty good in the last little bit. I feel pretty comfortable playing the wing, plays on the wall, and playing through the neutral zone a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I've always said it's easier to go from center to wing than the opposite. So I'm just going to stick with that, I guess. So what do you, what's the right ingredient for your line now with Fogel and, and uh, Nugent Hopkins? It just seems to be working pretty much every game now since you've been together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the single thing is. I think we're just working hard, playing together supporting each other um you know i think we've been good on the forecheck getting pucks back i think that's huge especially this time of year in this league it's it gets hard you have to score ugly goals and i think we've done a little bit of that and um so yeah feels nice got some confidence going and and that helps as well it seems uh you know the contributions are coming from throughout the lineup in different ways and just especially this last little run here is there a, a feeling in there right now of kind of everybody pulling on that rope and having a chance to and is it does it feel notable i think so well i can speak for myself i can't speak for the whole group but i feel like we feel um that everyone's getting a chance an opportunity to to provide help and obviously um we can't rely on leon and connor to do everything we need support for those guys and for everyone in the top six so i think it's been good uh for myself to just get some confidence built up to play more get more of an opportunity offensively um, I think that's helped a lot in my game. So the offense is coming for you, and the defense seems to be coming for, for you know the group and a lot of other guys. As a, as a guy who specializes in that side of the game, what are you noticing about your team and your tendencies defensively here lately? Yeah, I think we're just so much more detailed than we were earlier in the year. I think everyone's on the same page. We, we've been working on certain things that we struggled in earlier in the year, track reads. Uh, coming back into our defensive zone structure, where guys are supposed to be, making reads off each other. Um, it just felt like earlier in the year, guys were kind of panicky, didn't really quite know where to go. But I think it's it's been a lot more clear and evident lately that um, that structure coming into our D zone and transitioning through the neutral zone is just so huge. Um, all the teams we played lately, they, they make so much, they create so much offense through that transition, and so. I think that's been big for us, and the now, structure and detail is just evident. I know you. I made you wait for that clip. It was at the end, and I should have queued it up better. I'm sorry about that. You deleted your prep. But, <laughs> um, but the part where he says details, 
And then the part where he says, we were jumped because we didn't know where to be. That is the sign that a head coach needs to go. There, there's, there's a couple things there. Um, you know, we have been talking about how Leon and <clears throat> McDavid can't do everything, which is something he echoed there. But there have been a few times where, you know, I've gotten home from us talking about that. And then I've looked at the Oilers roster and I'm like, really? Like, this team doesn't have depth? What the f- What's going on? Fogel, Hyman, Nuge. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at even guys like Derek Ryan. I'm like, I mean, he doesn't suck. No. Like, some that's NHL a player. guy. Yeah. And they got some young guys. And I like I, Evan Bouchard is really coming along. What's going on? What's, what's happening here? I still think they're a little soft on defense. But what's going on? They're too good to be playing this bad. The other thing is, you know, I like to study the music of speech. Early in the year, got like heavy emphasis from him, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to figure out what the intention was there. Was it a, was it a dagger, or was it him trying to, <laughs> trying his hardest to make it not sound like that? Right. <laughs> saying early in the year, early in the year, early in the year, instead of saying, well, under the previous coach, yeah. Yeah. During their winter slump, the problem with the Oilers was that they were bad on defense. Like, I think it could just boil down to that. Their offense has always kind of been there because they have the two best offensive talents in the league. And they couldn't stop anything because the goaltending is bad because there's no defense in front of the goaltending. And it was just a matter of getting them not to play such back-and-forth high-event hockey and just play some defense. And then getting a new head coach that seemed to be able to steady the ship and get them to actually stay down in D and play it a little. So they had that in common with the early year Canucks. What mm-hmm. the Oilers prior to Tippett being fired also had in common with the early year Canucks is they all looked like they hated their lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes yes. like it's not even that Tippett's a bad coach. It's sometimes Well, it might be. It might be. <laughs> but sometimes well, it's just you're done here. Yeah. You know what I mean? The time just runs out cuz uh, we say this time and time again and Martin St. Louis in in uh in uh Montreal has proved this point. But coaching at the NHL level isn't coaching. You're not telling these NHL players how to play hockey. They know how to play hockey. It's motivation at the end of the day. How You're many... trying to get them up for these games and try making them try hard. How often does a new coach go in and we go, "Oh, they've made no difference at all." <laughs> Right. It's rare. Yeah, it's it's really rare. Yeah. Except for Peter Horacek, who somehow managed to make it worse. But yeah, that, that was, was like, has he? I hope he's worked in the NHL again. I feel bad. He has. For him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah. has. He's been. Uh, an I do assistant feel bad. And a scout, I he, believe. He, like they lost, they lost their head coach, and then they lost JVR for the season, and then Lupo for the season, and forever. And like he lost some. He had no chance. There's sometimes you shouldn't take the job. You know, like, I don't know if that was good for him. Yeah. I don't know if that was good for his career. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it's often they're just extremely talented players who just end up enjoying showing up to the rink a little bit more. They enjoy what's new. Like, again, Montreal, we know everything's been a disaster for them this year. Again, uh, what I was saying around the time they fired Ducharme, I look at them on paper, I'm like, well, they shouldn't be this bad on pace yeah. for like the record and losses for god's sake and look hey there's a win caulfield's got four goals in four games like he's back that's the one <laughs> of uh, above all else uh, uh all else i don't know how they screwed him up yeah and now they're fixing it but because Ducharme was not him. a good coach right <laughs> i don't know how you screw up that kind from of game stuff. one well he didn't want to play him he didn't even play him the first two games of the playoffs Dude, guys, I don't. You don't. You I don't, don't know. know. I know. I'm telling you. The answer is here. I, I Ducharme was not meant to be a coach in the NHL. Maybe an assistant at best. He's, he, the player trade. scored for him in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I'll, he's not I'll, a good coach. I'll never understand. And because th- he's not a good coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy, you really don't like him. Huh? He's just not. You kick your dog. Yeah, no, one? it's just like oh, it's, 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 it was so frustrating oh, to me how many people were like, "Oh no, he's good. You don't know what the hell you're talking about." I'm like, "You're. I, I'm seeing the same game." Yeah. And I saw what Luke Richardson did in the playoffs. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways, I think Ugh. if you take a last place team and you fire their head coach and you put Steve Dangle in as coach for a month, I'm sure you will motivate the team well enough Perhaps to win a me. couple games. No, Steve. <laughs> 
you go in there, you do a little, you do LFRs post game live for the team every every game after every game. So I know. Yeah, you go in there, you yell a bit in yeah. a Steve Dangle way. You could get them to win a couple games. Like, re-motivate re the squad. Vancouver Canucks, you bring in Boost Brujero, and he goes, hey. And you're like, ha, love this guy. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go score a goal. I'm passing. Yeah. Hey, you're right, Bruce. So I'm going to be the best version of myself today. Well, I didn't say anything, but yes. Are we doing uh, the Canucks trading Besser? Trading Besser? Yeah, yeah. Because that's... Uh, he's, Is that the rumor? Yeah, he's on the block. They, I didn't uh, know that. Well, in, here, just to put a bow on that, Woodcroft is finally getting an opportunity in the, in the NHL. He's got to be in the best mood ever. And how is that not infectious for a team that's sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, agreed. And just like Marty St. Louis getting his first win last night. And the, uh, I, w I think the quote from... Um, oh, God, he's the power forward, big power forward Montreal. Oh, Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson said it was nice to come in and play some music in the dressing room. What? That's what he said oh, after the game. Like he's like, it, that's how bad it was. It was bad. I do want to go to the Pacific Division since since Besser's the thing. I didn't. I actually missed that. But um, I do want to. Before we get to Besser, mm -hmm. I want to ask you guys this: Calgary Flames, mm -hmm. they are on a tear. Mm -hmm. I now some people are calling them the, the NHL's best team. They're not. But hottest right team. now, they're the hottest team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Flames. But are they the sleeper pick to win the Cup this year? It's it's not a crazy pick at all. Like, it's okay, let's say it's Tampa, Calgary. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's a grind series. I have Again. Who, whoever comes out of the East, I have winning the Stanley Cup. But I could see Calgary being the West representative. Listen, Calgary's got one mission in that series: win it in six, <laughs> and hope it doesn't have to go to video <laughs> review. You don't um, want that going to seven. And I, I'm I'm curious about what Vegas looks like when Eichel gets back. Yeah, but. Stone. You mean no, Eichel, I, Eichel is back. Sorry, Eichel's back. Sorry, Stone, yes. But, uh, but Calgary's it's, looking awfully good. And Blake Coleman is a Sutter guy uh, for sure. Like so, smart signing to Foley. Like, come on. So let's say they go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. The, the Flames versus the Golden Knights. The Flames will be a far more, I, assuming nothing changes and there are no major injuries, they'll be a far more cohesive unit mm -hmm. than the Vegas Golden Knights who are perhaps more talented on paper. Yeah. But, like, Stone is literally coming off a of back surgery. Pacioretty has been amazing, except he's been injured a lot. Eichel is coming off of neck surgery. Like, it's starting to feel like as good as the Vegas Golden Knights are, a lot of things have to go right for them. And then you start looking through the Pacific and you go, who is going to beat the Flames? Who's going to outgrind the Flames? Nobody. Nobody. Not in the Pacific. You're, you're a team that's battled injuries all year, and you're going up against that for four to seven. Although. What a terrible time. If they do go, if the playoffs started today, they'd be playing the Nashville Predators. And, and Adam thinks the Nashville Predators are barely a hockey I think team. They're, I think they're better now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're better than they were the last I two years. I didn't, I didn't know. Shocked. I didn't know Soros could do this. I didn't either. Yeah, he, yeah. Is, he is the team. He's a pretty good part of the team. Yeah, but he is the team. Uh, well, just like it's in Vancouver. Allowed. It's allowed. Vancouver's, new, uh, Vancouver's management said yesterday, I think we're a team with mediocre skating and a franchise goaltender. It's, it's a good compliment for Demko. Sure is. So what's the deal with Besser? So the rumor is Jim Rutherford and Brock Besser's agent, because he's a UFA at the end of the year, yeah. he has to sign his big deal. Like, this is the next contract. He's a UFA. He's got to do it. And they aren't close on the number. So uh, Rutherford's looking to move uh, Mr. Brock Besser. And the rumored team to be in on the deal is the New Jersey Devils because they want to pair up a scoring winger with Hughes and Heischer. And hmm. Besser is somebody that they can sign long-term. So the, the problem for Rutherford is that he needs to find a team who wants to sign Besser because I don't think he's a real... Unless they, somebody's just looking at him for the rental deal. Like, then you can just find the rental. But... Um, yeah, apparently Besser's on the move. Wow. Zaka, Zaka was a name that was mentioned with New Jersey. So mm -hmm. that would be an interesting swap. You'd have to ah, see Besser. Man, Besser had such a run with the Canucks. And then there was a, there was a souring there. Uh, I, he had a back injury. And then I think the souring was him recovering from that. And also the team being bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, and also like, 
COVID and everything, and it's I think, changed everyone. I think they just but... don't trust him to to age uh, into his contract. Whatever number they're going to mm. give him, I don't think they believe that he's going to live up to it. So they're not willing to pay it. It's a tough one because he was the name that got brought up immediately when Bruce Boudreaux came in. Hey, you should shoot more. And then he shot more and scored. Hey, good job, <laughs> kid. But, uh, you know, he's he's got a little bit of the Patrick Line to him in the sense of, remember just before Line was traded to Columbus, I was like, listen, you either got to sign him long term or just do it. Stop putting your fans through this. It's not as bad with Besser, but there's a degree of that. Mm. There's a degree of, all right, shit or get off the pot here. What are, what are we doing? And uh, deadlines, clarify the mind, as Alan Walsh puts it. Mm-hmm. Trade deadlines coming up. They have a contract to negotiate. Who knows? By March 21st, he could be signed to a deal, but the Canucks cannot get to that date without one. Right, yeah. Th- that can also be an option that they just figure it out and they sign him. New Jersey's but. a decent partner because like if if you do uh if you trade them to a contender, you're getting futures. And I don't think the Canucks are a team that necessarily wants that. Um, because then you're committing to at least a partial rebuild. You get them from New Jersey, there's the potential there to trade guys who are roughly yeah. the same age. Because Vancouver's trying to win next year. They don't want draft picks, you know? So yeah, yeah. they're looking yeah. for a partner like that. And it's interesting that Besser has this reputation of a scoring winger. Like, he's a goal scorer, but he's never had a 30-goal season. There was a time when, like, Canucks fans would have told you that he was better than Matthews, and I remember those debates. He was, dude, he started really well. He was was automatic. Mm -hmm. And injuries, man. Uh, I also want to point out, while we're in the Pacific, that uh, Calgary's got a really shitty offseason coming. If you're a Flames fan, you're not looking to... You're not looking after the season because... Part of the reason you go all in. Yeah, Yeah, you have to go all in because Gaudreau is a UFA. And in his prime, he's 28 he, years old. He's not going anywhere. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. At the deadline? Oh, not at the deadline. No, oh, no, no. Oh, oh. Are they uh, UFA? Uh, yeah. Oh, offseason, yeah, probably. Uh, Matt Kachuk is an RFA. Not fun. And the Kachuk family, I'm not sure if you know this, <laughs> but Keith was really tough to negotiate with, and so is Brady, and so will Matt be. Again. And he's making $7 million. A lot of the reason they did the Toffoli deal specifically is because Toffoli is signed. So they have a little backup Foster, there yeah. if they lose one of these uh, big names that they have coming up. Crazy. Speaking yeah. of the Canucks. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, before... Uh, no, I think, I think we're good. Do you want to go to the press conference? Press conference. Sure. Because I got a really good Black History Month today. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. What does the name Lonnie Johnson mean to you? Lonnie Johnson. I don't know. That's only the second Lonnie I've ever heard of. It's very close to Long Johnson, and I know that we're no longer in the Manscaped ad, so I don't think it's that. It's not about that. <laughs> what? Nothing. That was a Don't look at me. That was a that was a, a wild path to a dick joke. <laughs> like that was a that was a quite Was the, it worth it? I, yes. Well, you tell me. Yes, it was. Uh guys. Lonnie Johnson. Lonnie Johnson is a name you would not know if he hadn't created two of the best things about your childhood. Ooh. Lonnie Johnson was an engineer for NASA, which I think is pretty cool, right? Absolutely. Lonnie Johnson uh, kind of, you know, he worked for the U.S. Air, uh, Air Force. He, wo- he joined NASA's Jet Propulsion, uh, Propulsion Laboratory in 1979. Pretty cool, right? What a great job. That alone, if you work for NASA, pff, success. Yes. Put it on the resume. I worked for NASA. I can get hired anywhere. I am successful. But Lonnie, I don't know, got a little bored. So he came up with something called the Power Drencher. He was working for the U.S. Air Force at the time. It was around 1990. He's had a long career at this point. And essentially, the idea was that you had some water. And then if you, you know, just like typical boring engineering... If you put enough air in with the water, you know that it would create a jet stream of water. Hmm. Right. So he, he, he licenses the power drencher, takes it to toy shops in 1990. Eventually, he gets his trademark and tweaks the marketing just a little bit. Sells the first models for between $10 and $60, depending on the model. And the super soaker right. took off 
And in 1991 alone, generated $200 million in sales. And I had two of the original ones, the yellow and green ones. I had the uh, green and orange one. Right. Yeah. Now, shortly after making the deal with the Laramie Corporation, remember they all said Laramie on them? Remember you, the original Super Soakers on the sticker? The Super Soaker 150, baby. I just remember, don't aim for the eyes. Yeah, well. That, that's a cigarette company, right? Uh, the Laramie Corporation, uh, that's Laramie, I guess. Oh. It's a toy company. The Laramie, oh. the Laramie <laughs> cigarettes, yeah, you might have been right about that. I don't now, know, I don't know. Now, here's what happened. <laughs> Shortly after making the deal, the Laramie or Laramie Corporation became a subsidiary of Hasbro, who you would know as toy makers. Yes. So Lonnie's got this deal in place with them, and he's got this water gun, and he thinks, well... If you could do it with water, why can't you do it with air? So he's playing around, and in 1996, he patents the first pneumatic launcher for a toy projectile and the like, also known as the Nerf gun. Oh! So one man is responsible for the super soaker and the Nerf gun and all of the things that came afterwards. One engineer for NASA. One guy, his name's Lonnie Johnson. You should look him up. Uh, interestingly, in February 2013, he filed a suit against Hasbro after he discovered he'd been underpaid for royalties for the Super Soaker and several Nerf, li Nerf line toys. In November 2013, he was awarded $73 million in royalties just in one payment. Uh, and according to Hasbro, the Super Soaker has approached sales of $1 billion. Lonnie Johnson, Black History Month. You got to check this guy out. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Pretty cool. I didn't know the same guy invented both. I didn't wow. either. Did a little research. Actually, I knew that he had invented the Super Soaker. I had no idea about the Nerf gun. So when I did my research, I was like, you got to get seriously. That's wow. He's also a part of a small group of African-American investors whose work accounts for 6% of all U.S. patents, which is pretty cool. Oh. He, this guy is one of the most impressive people in the United States. Absolutely gets no recognition on the level that you should. This is a guy that needs to be in the forefront. This is a guy I would go to see this man speak. I want to know exactly what he thinks, how he thinks, how he did what he did. Lonnie Johnson, look him up. There is your Black History Month feature for this episode. I definitely thought you were going to relate it to hockey. No, not every time. <laughs> not every time. Not every I was time. like, sometimes it's just cool, right? Sometimes shit's just cool. Like people message me about the Harlem Hellfighters like I'd never heard of it. It's like, you, right. you know, it's just sometimes it's just cool to find stuff out. <laughs> New stuff, the not Nerf hockey stuff. Gun. The Super Soaker. Right. Whatever happened to my Super Soaker? Am I going to buy Leo a Super Soaker? Yes, you are. Oh, my God. Of course you are. Yeah, but now they're ridiculous. They're sick now. Like you gotta, they like, look like they're at a Predator. Yeah, like wear them on your back. Oh. Dual wield, like Master Chief. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. We should have a Super Soaker fight. We should get the most loaded up Super Soakers and Nerf guns and, just, and, and shoot a video. And I don't know how you win or lose something, but we should figure that out. That's the thing with Super Soakers, Adam. We all win. That's. <laughs> Do we have one or two questions, Jesse, that we want to get to? Yeah, we had a question from uh, Guy Fieri on our Discord, not the real Guy Fieri. Are That's you sure? Their username. Um, Adam, do you have any thoughts on Jacques Villeneuve qualifying That's for the cool. Daytona 500 at 50 years old? What, what the hell is going on? The Jacques Villeneuve? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what team uh, I saw that. And what's amazing about this, Jacques Villeneuve is one of the best drivers in... In history. I mean, if you if you win a Formula One championship, that automatically puts you on that pedestal. No one can ever take that away from you. But I think what's cool about this is he sort of fell off and people kind of hated him for a while because when he was at his best, he sort of, you know, he did some stuff first off in Formula One when he left his Williams team to go to BAR Honda or Bar Honda, which he, a team he founded, which just wasn't very good. Uh, and then I think people didn't really like him. I think that, you know, sometimes you get to a certain level and maybe you're not the nicest person from time to time. I do remember something like that. Yeah. But what's cool with, with Villeneuve now is that I think all that's sort of gone. It's funny how life has a way of maybe humbling you a little bit. And unfortunately, I think that, um, I think that Villeneuve is ignored in Canada, especially. It's a guy that uh, his father was a Ferrari driver in the 70s. And, the, and was going to win a world championship had he not died in a, in a car crash in Formula One, which is extremely dangerous at the time. Um, I think that, uh, um, I think Joe Villeneuve would have won a championship. He would have won a Formula One driver's championship. So this guy comes in, and I don't care if you want to call it Silver Spoon or whatever, the drivers didn't make that much money back then, so it's not like he came from an obnoxiously rich family. 
He comes in and he's got his dad's shadow and he goes and he wins. And now at 50 years old, here's the thing about driving is the hand-eye coordination and the fitness. What do they say with NASCAR drivers? Because, you know, with Formula One, I think you got like, sometimes you have like 60 laps, 70 laps, whatever. With, with NASCAR, it's 500 laps. Indy 500. And you have to think about the amount of hand-eye coordination you have to have and the accuracy of just even a little bit with the car. That makes all the difference in the world. Right. 50 years old. Um, the last time he raced, I think, was 50-year-old driver, NASCAR series. Uh, his last race was spring 2013. And the fact that he's still in now wow. is incredible. Um, and, and I guess he kind of did I guess he did this last minute. And he had to get all the right patches on the car. And, um, and he had to kind of get used to it. And I, I think Jacques Villeneuve deserves to have his history rewritten. When Vince Carter left Toronto, under the circumstances he left under, they weren't good. No. But we've rehabbed uh, Vince Carter's image because Vince Carter ultimately did way more positive than sort of the shitty last half season that he had where he felt like he quit on the team and demanded a trade. And the Vince Carter thing is worse because we, trade, we, we traded Vince Carter and then got nothing for him, right? That's, that's what the stinger about the Vince Carter thing is. With Villeneuve, there's no reason not to celebrate this person. He's one of the greatest athletes this com- country has ever produced. And he's got an enormous Le Mans and like his resume is enormous. Um, Formula E, um, by the way, Formula E, something to keep an eye on. It's all electric and the cars are faster than Formula One. You should watch it. It's great. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why Formula One doesn't usually share the track with Formula E, Formula e on weekends because they have race weekends. Other other cars come along. Other circuits come along with Formula One and sort of follow them around. F2. F2 being one of them. Um, is it quiet? Formula E. <laughs> No, it's it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. You want to hear it? That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> I know Sasky, our good friend no Sasky, noise. is in. <laughs> so here, here's the formula. He's, uh... That's that's all I'm picturing. Oh my you're, god! You're kind of right. You're kind of right. No, no, don't play too much. It's like a vacuum. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But they do make a sound. <laughs> but no, they don't. Like it's... <laughs> anyway, during a race, you can expect to lose Why something like... So they're little Dysons. Um, yeah, they're... <laughs> little Roombas just zipping around. Um, during a race, you can expect to lose like 10 to 15 pounds. Wow. And so a 50-year-old doing that, it's pretty impressive. Good for Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, nah, I like the electric car. And with that, we must wrap it. Jesse. Because <laughs> I had three minutes before I, I would have like to, be, to watch it. The quiet race with you. Can we press the button? <laughs> no. Just, just close it. All right. Hey, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. And we'll see you Monday. Bye. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete. Wow.